Hello and welcome to All You Ever Wanted to Know. I am Jordan Patswold. Every month we get an opportunity to chat with Lori Renton from LR Future Insurance and Investments. That day has arrived once again. Lori, good to see you. How are you doing this summer? I am so great, Jordan. I live at the lake, so summer is my favorite time of year because if I want to go, my um, partner's granddaughter was here a couple weeks ago and she goes, Grandpa, I want to go swim in the big pool. And it was like <laughs> a little walk eh? and she's in this big pool. So we named a little island at the lake after her so yeah i love summer mm. favorite time of year it is a, a wonderful time of year and we got plenty to be talking about today and uh, just something uh, we are going to dive into just as an overview of our conversation resps tax savings some of the different funds that you have available for people to invest uh, be investing in rather uh, and so uh, we're going to start things off with uh, product uh, at lr or is this a category uh principal guaranteed product. Uh, tell us a bit more about uh, what these are all about, how they differ from other investments uh, that are out there, and what are some of the advantages of people putting their money in something such as this? Well, you know, Jordan, that is a great question because so many people, and especially us that are those that are really, really conservative or um, older people, I find more so, it's all like, I'm going to buy a GIC because a GIC is guaranteed. So it's, it's not even about, oh, I'm going to get a 2% rate of return. It's that at least the money that I put in, I am going to get back. That's really, really important to everyone. Right. Not just some, but everyone. So we now have uh, what's called structured notes. And you can buy them in any, like $5,000 and more. And they're in for different periods of time, depending which one you buy. There's different classes. And then at the end, you know, the big biggest part is, is per principal protection at maturity. And it's a GIC-like security. So you're buying something that's principal guaranteed, like a GIC, but you have the opportunities of what the market returns do. And it offers total flexibility. So that kind of comes into my strategy of um, finding the right balance. Mm -hmm. So, because, you know, you don't want to put, you, you got $100,000, you don't want to have it all in GICs earning 2%, 2.2%, whatever the rates are right now. And plus, not only that, Jordan, when you buy a GIC, you're earning interest. So you either earn interest, capital gains, or dividends on your money. So if you're earning interest and you earn $1,000, you pay tax on $1,000. Right. So when you can look at other opportunities that, that give you a bit of capital gains and dividends, and it saves a bit on tax dollars, mm -hmm. then think about it. That's upping your return. It might not say, you know, 2% or 5% or whatever. It might not say that, but the return is really there because it's it's in the tax savings. Okay. So and, it's kind of the best of both worlds in some mm -hmm. aspects because it is going to be going to the markets a little bit while also having that uh, guarantee of something that's definitely secure. So I, I guess ultimately though, I mean, we talk about often, you know, weighing pros and cons. So I mean, someone has the security there of knowing that it's, is there a drawback to something like this? Are the rates possibly not as great in terms of a return as say something else? Well, you know, that, that is a great question. You know, <laughs> what it could be, like what they do is they give you a minimum and a maximum, like they cap the rate of return. Okay. So let's say the opportunity could have been that you could have earned, uh, let's say 8%. They might, or you could have earned 20%. They might have had a max cap of 10%. Mm -hmm. Like that's how this works. So when people come in, it's it's complicated to explain over the um, 
radio. Sure. But yeah, I'll explain that to you when you come in, at least to understand what it is and what other options people have. That's kind of what I'm getting at here is, okay, if principal guarantee is important to you, what are the options there? Okay, you got GICs, you have structured notes, you have GLWBs, which um, our partner in the office, Rob, works with. Mm-hmm. And and the great thing about that, Jordan, that's a whole nother thing. Like right now, when you put your money in, it gives you 4% every year until you start withdrawing and then it links to the market, but as a principal guarantee and it bypasses your estate. So if you passed away, it goes to exactly who the beneficiaries are in the plan. Okay. So I kind of touched on three different key things mm-hmm. that have a principal guarantee concept. Well, and just something when it came to something like those principal guaranteed products, uh, I know just, uh, you had me just so intrigued because it kind of made me wonder, I'm like, hey, it sounds like I'm playing a, a game of blackjack here and I can't lose. Oh, it's going <laughs> to max how much I can possibly, okay, yeah. I can see why, yeah. why someone would maybe go yeah. another route in terms of, okay, no, I'm willing to trust the market a little bit. So yeah. I'll, maybe this isn't the answer for me. And so they might go investing in some other product. Exactly. Like there's good companies out there, no matter what anybody says, you know, Berkshire Hathaway, the, all these different companies are good companies. And I know, you know, even some of them, like some of them, the um, structured notes, they'll take you overseas. Um, they can take you to, you know, the U.S. if you want to go there. They'll take you wherever in the world you want to go. They'll give you a basket of financial, you know, whatever it is. So that's why it's good to look through it and see what fits you. And then look at your risk tolerance to see where you fit into the structured notes. Mm -hmm. And you talk about, you know, people's personalities relating to Mm -hmm. how they want to put their money Mm -hmm. and save it. That can often lead to, you know, what product best suits for them. Also in terms of just what businesses and corporations, they also want to maybe investing their money into and be a little bit more selective Mm -hmm. and choosy that's all available to folks. Well, I have a young guy, he's a young client of mine and he comes in with his mom because he's not that old and he's just starting to invest because he got a job and I showed him two different funds. One is socially conscious, which we'll touch on in a bit. The other one was totally all about companies like Amazon, Netflix, all these companies that kids know, right? Facebook, he chose the environmentally uh, conscious fund, the socially Hmm. conscious fund. He pushed the other one right away. So there's an example of You know, if you're only giving people one option or they're only looking at that and they don't know there's that other option, am I doing my due diligence as an advisor? So it was kind of cool to watch this six, I think he might have been 17, just to watch how his mind, as he listened right through the whole thing, and then push that one aside. Mm -hmm. So you know where he's coming from. Right. Mm -hmm. I know in previous examples too, you've talked about, you know, someone coming in with uh, a sum of money ready to put it into something. Now, that being said, there's no real minimum amount that someone has to come armed with. I mean, yeah, there is a minimum, but it's not like in the thousands of dollars of range. Well, that's the thing. So many people think in order to go see a financial advisor, I have to have a lump of money. You do not. Come in, you start the account with $500 and you put in 25, 50, 100, whatever you want per month. And you're not stuck with that. If something goes on with a job or you happen to get a raise or any of these things happen, take that into consideration. Say, hey, Lori, now I want to up my 25 to 50 because I have the money now. And just be conscious of that. That's really all it's all about. And let's say some hardship comes up and you lose a job, then at least you can stop the payment. Mm -hmm. So you're not committed to it, but get it built up. 
Right. Because it's time, Jordan. We talk about time as being one of the biggest commodities. When you start young at your age compared to someone at my age starting at the same thing, look how much more money we have to put away to get to the same goal at 65. Right. Something like emergency funds. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know lots of people Mm -hmm. love having those on standby, you know, in case something maybe breaks in the house, the car needs a big repair. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess in terms of when someone deals with their emergency fund, what would you suggest is a good course of action for people to maybe still be able to use some of those emergency funds? Like, um, are, are there certain items and options available to people that, hey, they could still use the flexibility of having it invested in something, but then also still being able to take it if they need it? To have access to it. Well, a tax-free savings account to me, like it says savings account, but I actually use it as a tool with my RSPs and I get clients with their RSPs. They'll get a tax-free and an RSP going because they'll get that tax break for the RSP. The tax-free grows tax-free, but at least if you need some money for an emergency, it's in that tax-free account. So that's definitely what I would use. I wouldn't be setting up just a separate savings account in the bank. And, you know, we do have what's called a Manulife One. It is an amazing product. It's not for everyone. I don't promote it just out there to the blue, but it's an amazing product. And if it can fit you, let's say you've got your mortgage. So you've got your your debt on there. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Jordan, the way it's set up all in one banking is when you get paid, your partner gets paid, the money comes into that account. So let's say the debt's a hundred grand. And in the meantime, 5,000 came in from, from revenue. Then all of a sudden that debt isn't 100 anymore, it's 95. So, or let's say you had emergency funds set up in there. You can set up subcategories. You have an emergency fund that's got a few grand in it. You've got a travel vacation fund. You've got whatever else. All that money accounts for the debt. So if you've got 10,000 altogether built up in there that you've been saving, you're not, you don't have it in different bank accounts that aren't doing anything for you. You've got it all in one that's acting like a all your money put together is bringing down your debt load. So doing that, it's amazing what people see. I mean, you have to be pretty savvy and decent with your money. And I will not even consider working with a client with a manual life one unless they're going through the discovery process. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more then about that uh, (laughs) discovery process. What uh, exactly do you mean when uh, you bring that up to folks when they come in? So when they come in, it's kind of integrated planning. So, you know, there's financial planning, right? Well, that's talking about money, you think. Well, um, what the discovery process is linking your money to your life priorities. So what is, what do I want in my life and what are those priorities? So just to go through a few, Jordan, and I know we're going to be doing um, Power of a Question tomorrow, is, so let's look at your lifestyle, your family, your home and your property, your career, your business, your taxes, your legacy, and other amenity amenities that you have. So when we look at lifestyle, do you want to do a retirement assess- assessment? Do you want to protect your savings? Do you want to make your money grow? Well, of course you do. Mm-hmm. When you look at your family, you go, do I want to protect my family? Do I want to buy our ESPs and, and cover my kids' educations? Or do we want to assist our parents? Because a lot of us nowadays are helping out our parents because they don't have the money. So that's a family priority, right? Mm-hmm. Your home property, do you want to finance a home? Do you want to renovate it? Do you want to Manulife one and look at how your home can do ser- better serve you? Do you want to buy some income investment property? Uh, your career and business, do you want to protect your ability to work? If you were unable to work, Jordan, as we know, has gone on here, you know, sending Scott many blessings. 
um, you know, your ability to work all of a sudden diminishes, then what? Right. Um, finance or protect your assets. Take a sabbatical. Provide business succession planning if you're a business owner. Um, and then even on taxes, you know, we talk about labor-sponsored funds, gold and Sask works. So on your taxes, do you want to pay less tax? Well, yeah. Darn right you do. <laughs> do you want to t- generate a tax refund? Yeah. Darn right. Do you want to choose tax-efficient investments? Mm-hmm. You know, those are just a few of the key things to think about. Right. And it was really cool because I had a couple in the office the other day and I gave them each a sheet was linking their money with their with their life priorities and they did them separately. And then we brought the sheets together to see if this couple were on the same page with what was important to them. So it's really cool process. And if you don't have a partner, so what? You do it on your own, right? Yeah. Um, your legacy. Often we don't think about that, and especially at a young age like you, Jordan, protecting loved ones, passing on your asset, planning for charitable giving. Like, what do I want to give back to and how do I want to minimize a carbon footprint in this world? Saying that I was here. And your amenities, not having enough money. Uh, markets up and downs, the volatility in the markets, just panic people. And then starting uh, to p- a plan too late. So mm-hmm. if they go, oh, I wish I would have started this 20 years ago. Well, sorry, 20 years ago is not here. So let's start right now. Let's see where you are. So when I start the discovery process with clients, we actually just do a map of where you are right now. And then, you know, you hopefully learn, like if you've got a lot and you're successful and it looks like you've kind of got your stuff together, then we go, okay, what's the right things you've been doing? If you're not in that boat and you feel you have too much debt for everything else, then what are some things that need to shift? It's not that anything's good or bad unless we think it is, right? It's just how do we shift what we're doing to take us where we want to go? And this really acts as like a flow chart, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. everyone answering these questions as they go along with you, I, it can really narrow down exactly what it is that might suit best for different people's needs and wants and all the rest. Exactly. And the thing is, you can't look at all that at once. That's too much. It's overwhelming. So we do it piece by piece by piece. And I take you through the discovery process, which is a nine-step plan. And through those steps, these all these things come up. Oh, yeah, I've got that. Yeah, I've got that taken care of. Okay. Oh, yes, I have that taken care of. You think about it. I talk to people about critical illness and disability insurance. And yet they've got their houses and their cars insured, but they don't even have their own, them, their own selves insured. So it's just kind of shocking, but I mean, it's, it's something that you don't, you know, you buy it and you're walking out with nothing. You buy a car, you're walking out with a new car, a nicer car, right? So it's kind of funny how material we've all become. <laughs> sure. Crazy. <laughs> LR Future Insurance and Investments, our guest today on All You Ever Wanted to Know, Lori Renton. And uh, I know lots of people started the school year. Speaking of those kids, uh, lots of people uh, can consider uh, RESPs. This is a great way people can look at uh, saving for their kids' a future and uh, what lies ahead for them uh, Like a lot of the stuff, the earlier you start, the easier it can be. Exactly. You know, like often for most people, when they think of financial planning, it means investing in the future, right? Mm -hmm. So saving for a home or ensuring a comfortable retirement, whatever that might be. But in the face of continued rising costs, as we know, it totally makes sense to um, add educating my children as one of the financial plans. So add that to a financial objective and how does that look and how do I buy an RESP? How do I set it up? You come in and you go, I'm interested in this. You could be a grandparent. You could be a parent. You could be an aunt and uncle. 
I have an uncle that comes in and he tops up his niece's RESP every year. Hmm. So that's kind of cool because the parents don't have one because you're limited to what you can buy to get the grant or to get the um, the immediate, uh, yeah, the grant from the government. They do a, what's called a Canadian Education Savings Grant and it's 20%. So you can put 2500 in per year and you get 25%, 20%. So do you really need to put in more than that? No, I often say, well, just put it into an in-trust account. You know, don't put any more into the RSP or ESP than you have to. So you can buy a single one, like an individual RESP, or you can buy a family. So someone like you, Jordan, would buy a family with both kids. Okay. One goes to school, one doesn't. At least the money's used for the right purpose. Okay. So yeah. then they're both covered in that way. You got her. So okay. I think it's really, really important to consider RESPs. And um, so start today, you can make it as automatic. So rather than coming in with 2500 bucks, you do so much a month, it can be pre-authorized. Take advantage of the grant, the 20%. Stay invested. And of course, the old saying, don't withdraw it. You know, we just have to find what you're comfortable with. But remember, kids are young. They've got lots of time. Mm-hmm. Um, diversify across the asset classes. And I know we spoke a little earlier while we were having a conversation about socially conscious. Um, you know, we look at different aspects and different things we can invest in within that RESP. So that's what is important and to stay with the plan. So when we do the discovery process, it's like, you know, some people, they go, I don't even want to see you. I'll phone you if I need you. The next person would love to see me every second month just to kind of half hour, where are we, what's going on? So that's kind of what LR Future is doing now is what is it that you want? Right. And how often do you want to see us? And let's just take those few minutes. And often clients will just phone and say, I'm thinking of buying a car and this is what I'm looking at doing. So they do that anyway. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just throw out a few suggestions to them and ask them some questions. And it's amazing. We had a lady, I had a lady years ago. I think when I just started my company, she had about 50 grand in an investment. She comes in, she needs, she goes, I need 40. I bought a car. I'm buying a car. I go, I have an idea for you. Why don't you go to the bank or the car, the company you're buying the car from and see what it's going to cost you to finance it, see what your payments are going to be. And let's leave the investment, but let's let the investment make your payments so you don't feel like you're make, you have to make the payments, your investment's making them. She made it. She still had twenty five dollars or $30,000 left, Jordan, at the end of paying for her car. Oh, wow. Because number one, the investment was paying X amount on her car loan, but she goes, well, I don't need all that money. I have enough in my bank account. So she didn't take as much from the investment as she thought she would need. And so that kept it growing and she paid for the vehicle and still had her investment. Had she taken out that 40 grand or whatever it was she needed, that would have been gone and bought a depreciating asset that was worth way less than that in five years. Go figure. So yeah, I come up with all these little ideas and some people, they just go, forget it. I'm not doing that. I don't want (laughs) debt because that's debt, right? I guess. Yeah. But if you, if you're really sitting down and looking at it in the proper manner, where's Canada right now? We're in the worst debt you can imagine individually. So let's start getting money savvy and let's start paying attention and don't be embarrassed. Like, I think a lot of times people with money stuff, they have shame. And it's like, they got to get past that because let's just get going on and get past the shame of, oh my gosh, I'm in debt, $50,000 or $30,000 on my credit card. Okay, let's start there. And how are we going to plan to pay that off? Mm -hmm. So I really enjoy doing stuff like that. That's how I work with my clients. I mean, the next ones, they don't need any of that. They're just going, hey, invest my money. And that's all I want. But the discovery process really does pull out all that stuff. Okay, good to know. Lots to talk about today on All You Ever Wanted to Know. Lori Renton from LR Future Insurance and Investments. Uh, you alluded to a bit beforehand, people love uh, to save, especially when it comes to tax time. Uh, any uh, less tax that we can pay, all the better in that regard. Uh, supple 
couple options, sorry, in regards to uh, what's all available for folks in terms of bringing down the tax burden come tax season. Right. So just starting RSP, period. You just buy an RSP. Do you want to buy it in the form of a GIC? Do you want to buy it in the form of a structured note that has guarantee? Do you want to buy it in a socially conscious fund? Do you want to buy it in what's called a founder's fund where you're investing only in the visionaries of these big companies? Or do you want to buy a labor-sponsored fund that gives you not only your RSP deduction, and that depends, of course, on your tax, uh, on your tax, but or on your income level, but it gives you an extra 32.5%. So let's hmm. say you're in a 40% tax bracket, okay. you get an additional 32.5. So the most you can buy is 5,000. Okay. And on that 5,000, you save, I think it's around $3,725 automatically on that five grand. So hmm. how do you buy that? You either come in and you buy five grand, you come in and say, I want to start a monthly plan, or you come in and you say, I want to have five grand at the end of the year. Of course, you'd have to start in January, right? Yeah. But if you start now, then next year in one year from now, you'll have five grand. Or you could turn $62 per paycheck getting paid twice a year, twice a month into a $5,000 annual investment. But that's where we have to talk to if there's any employers listening right now. This is available for you as an employer to set up for your employees. Um, it doesn't cost the employer a cent, but it gives the employees some tax savings and it gives you more take-home pay in the end. Because really, if you say, I want to put $192 a month away, that's a lot of money. But all of a sudden they do all the deductions, you know, the provincial, the federal, all the deductions at source and you're in, all they take off your check is $62. Hmm. So we have that available and our companies will touch in with your payroll and they will get it all set up and it's that easy. I know I had it for two staff at one time, so it's not that hard to do. So keep that in mind if you want to do a payroll plan as an employer or if you're an employee and go, I would love to do that. Talk, talk to your employer. Okay. You know, the the hospital, like the health, Saskatchewan Health, they do it. Mosaic does it. Sastel does it. All these guys do it. So if you're an employee of any of those places, come and see me. We okay. can get you set up. We do everything from our end and we get it sent to your HR. I gotcha. <laughs> uh, just curious, uh, when something like that comes along and there's such good savings in terms of mm -hmm. money not going to the province or not mm -hmm. going to the feds, from their side... I guess, what's in it for them ultimately? Because, <laughs> I mean, people paying less tax, wouldn't they love to have as much of it as possible? I guess from their yeah. angle, what's the benefit of letting people do this sort of thing? Is it monies being, I guess, is, is, it, is it the companies that are being invested in from their side that they're happy that that money's going to certain places or what exactly? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you the impact. Okay. So 20 years of experience. I'm going to talk golden right now, okay? Sure. 20 years experience and $3 billion in estimated economic impact. What do you think that did for the province of Saskatchewan? Okay. It all starts with your investment. So number one, you're investing in Saskatchewan. One in 20 taxpayers invest in this product. Um, it helps the Saskatchewan economy. 130 companies and 15,000 jobs are impacted. And it's province-wide. 88% of Saskatchewan towns and cities are impacted by it. And so be part of it. So your investment impacts the economy, communities, and the people building a stronger province for everyone every day. So you, that's exactly the question you just asked, like what's in it for them? They are really <laughs> making an impact and our money staying here. So when you say, well, the federal government gives a break and the Saskatchewan government gives a break, well, they're saying, hey, you're investing back in companies in your province. You wouldn't have access to those companies because it's not like they're publicly traded companies, okay. but they're companies that are starting, right? And that's why with the Golden, Sask works with the labor sponsored, 
they, it stays in there for eight years because they need to know that that amount of money is still available to invest in these companies. Like I stayed in Regina on the weekend. This is really cool. And it was called the Harbor Landing Village. And so because I work with one of these companies, I'm allowed to stay there as they call me family. So we go in, it's got a wing for Alzheimer's, it's got people with disabilities, so young people, cerebral palsy, whatever it is, in wheelchairs. They've got university kids living there, they have a bar, a coffee shop, a restaurant, they have a daycare, and the daycare has raised garden beds so the seniors can go out of where they live, go down to the garden beds and grow gardens with the kids. And I just go, holy cow, what an impact that's making on people's lives. Hmm. And especially the older people, because there's a, it's, an, it's a senior's living but it's really a community living. So the university kids say, we'd like to live here. They get a cut in rent if they volunteer back into the organization. Oh, that's now offered in that's Saskatchewan. That's now offered. It was originally... I, I heard about that in Europe, but mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, offered in Saskatchewan. And nice. Yeah, so I think that type of living is what happens because I think isolation is a big thing for seniors today. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm off a topic of money, but it's what the things we invest in. So seniors are isolated. So it's like, well, let's keep them in their home as long as they can. Well, they're ended up at home. Maybe they get home care in for 15, 20 minutes, an hour a day. I don't know. And that's it. Because they don't have kids here. They don't have anybody here. So is that the right way for our seniors to grow old? Hmm. So I, I tell you, I love this. And honestly, she even took me and showed me some of the suites that are available. And I talked to some of the residents and they live there. And everything they do, whether they're doing yoga classes, art classes, music, it's open to the public. It's not just for the people that live there. It's for the public, so they all make new friends. Neat. Like, isn't that awesome? Absolutely. Like, I want that when I get older. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something my wife and I probably would also really appreciate uh, for sure. It's pretty cool. And uh, again, our guest today on All You Ever Wanted to Know, Lori Renton from LR Future. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up this fall on The Rock, we will be bringing back that segment, Power of a Question, uh, with Lori. So those videos will be coming out, and we'll also see her again in this time slot on the second Wednesday of the month, all you ever wanted to know on The Rock. Uh, like that, we've run out of time once again, Lori. But thanks so much for being here, sharing with us so much insight into what's going on in the financial world, how people's money can, you know, just uh, go hand in hand with their personality and their lifestyles. So, uh, again, thanks so much. Thank you, Jordan. And finding the right balance is key. So, right. everyone have a great day. Absolutely. It's all you ever wanted to know on The Rock 98.5. Until next time, have yourself a wonderful day and be blessed.